With the elimination of the Blumina movement, a second fast movement follows the first. Mahler may have considered the problem of juxtaposing two fast movements when he initially inserted Blumina between them, although an early version places Blumina after this scherzo movement. The motivic continuity between the first two movements is established from the outset in that the second begins on a descending fourth, the primary motto of the symphony that connects each of the movements. In fact, this interval appears repeatedly, not only in the opening measures, but throughout the scherzo section, establishing a foot-stomping Lendler rhythm in cellos and string basses. The use of a Lendler, a countrified waltz popular in Austria and Germany during the 18th and 19th centuries, is not original with Mahler. Numerous piano compositions were based upon this dance rhythm before Mahler's time, including symphonic movements by both Schubert and Haydn. Mahler also used it earlier in his Jugendzeit song Hans und Greta, or Scheiden und Meiden, where, as in the first symphony scherzo movement, it provides the rhythmic underpinning for the entire piece. In that song, as here, the Lendler is more rustic and less refined than it appears in Haydn or Schubert. Mahler was more interested in emphasizing the rough peasant character of the dance than in stylizing it to suit cosmopolitan tastes. A quintessential rhythmic element of this triple-meter dance is the skip of a beat or slight hesitation on the upbeat, giving it a light, airy quality that confounds the evenness of the steady three-beat rhythm, which usually accompanies it, thus creating a clumsy, bumpkin-like effect. Yodel-like upward octave leaps in high strings anticipated in the first movement open the scherzo movement over a repeating rhythmic couplet beginning on a trochaic or long-short rhythm, followed by three short notes, each couplet containing two falling fourths. By contrast, the first Lendler theme, forcefully asserted by woodwinds, begins on an ascending fourth and is played to the continuous accompaniment of the Lendler rhythm in bass strings. The juxtaposition of rising and falling fourths is characteristic of Mahler's treatment of the Lendler theme. A stepwise ascending figure in this theme and eighth note string figuration that follows it relate the Lendler to the main theme of the first movement. hint of the excised Blumina movement's main theme appears in a two-bar extension of the Lendler theme. In writing this theme, Mahler may have been influenced by the Lendler melody from the scherzo of the Symphony in E Major, written in 1878 by his fellow student at the Vienna Conservatory, Hans Rott. Mahler obtained a copy of the score of that symphony, which made an enormous impression upon him. Roth's tragic death from tuberculosis at the age of 26 was considered by Mahler to be an inestimable loss to the world of music. Several years later, in 1900, Mahler said of Roth's symphony that it soars to such heights of genius that it makes him, without exaggeration, the founder of the new symphony as I understand it. 
A few passages in Mahler's first symphony do bear a striking resemblance to passages in Roth's symphony. For example, here is the Lendler theme from Mahler's scherzo movement again. And here is the main theme of the scherzo movement from Roth's symphony in E major. Again, Mahler directs that the first section of the scherzo be repeated. Then Mahler adds a triplet to the first measure of string figuration that then becomes the basic rhythm of the following segment. Bassoons and horns keep the Lendler rhythm going, and then other woodwinds take their turn. Muted horns play rapid repeating staccato eighths, adding zest to the festive mood. Mahler directs the winds to play with their bells raised high giving the impression of hunting horns. As the principal theme and its accompaniment jockey back and forth among various sections of the orchestra, the excitement increases and soon spills over with the same joyous exuberance and rough-and-tumble gaiety that made the first movement so youthful and lighthearted. This is one of Mahler's most joyful and high-spirited movements. Mahler even writes wild, wild over the swirling string figuration that keeps shifting keys and whirling about with frenzied vigor and unrestrained playfulness. The scherzo section reaches a climax on a forceful and expanded version of the opening yodels in flute and strings, punctuated by the rapid-fire staccato eighths on the horns heard earlier. The Blumina fragment and string figuration descend to the lower strings, in what appears to be the close of the scherzo section that would be expected to lead to the trio Staccato string figuration becomes a repeating pattern that reintroduces the whooping octave leaps with which the movement began, but now they enter softly, as if with a sly grin, to usher in the Lendler theme's return in woodwinds. As the original string figuration takes over once again, still quietly churning out its perpetual motion rhythm, it would seem that we have reached the end of the scherzo subject, 
and are about to proceed to the trio. But would Mahler end this gay, light-hearted dance music so softly? Certainly not. Instead, he jolts the listener back to the scherzo's wild, raucous dance by shifting to a rapid tempo in which the strings pounce forcefully on a rising variant of their figuration. The Lendler theme then sails forth, as the original title suggested, in horns and trumpets against the yodel-like whooping figure in woodwinds and the couplet rhythm that first accompanied it in the bass. A long, sustained trill carries the music back again to the main theme, now played by woodwinds and horns. The music presses forward intently, accelerating on a repeating rising scale from the third bar of the Lendler theme against a chromatic descending phrase in horns and lower strings that begins in syncopated rhythm. At the height of the dance, the notes seem to meld together as the tempo presses forward. They virtually merge into a rapid trill in woodwinds over sputtering triplets and muted trumpets before the orchestra is abruptly cut off with a sudden grace-noted stroke. offers a simple and brief transition to the trio section, a four-bar solo for the horn. With it, he changes both the mood and the tempo and refers to the dotted rhythm of the Lendler theme as an afterthought. The trio section in F major is set at a leisurely pace, It opens with a new triple-meter dance tune, its delicate, lilting charm contrasting markedly with the rough and robust Lendler theme of the scherzo section. Yet, this new theme is derived from that Lendler theme. The new theme contains a skipping rhythmic figure and an occasional first-beat triplet that both appear in the scherzo's main theme. Unlike that theme, The contour of the trio's principal melody is more downward than upward, and its pizzicato string accompaniment on even beats contrasts with the scherzo's Lendler rhythm. Mahler utilizes several musical elements from the scherzo subject in the trio to provide both thematic continuity and connection with the scherzo. Notice also the appearance of string figuration from the scherzo in single-measure complements, an inverted yodel followed by a triplet figure in the clarinet, and the Blumina figure from the Lendler theme. Let's listen to that.
All the excitement of the scherzo subject has evaporated with the appearance of this new, slower Lendler melody. Mahler evokes the relaxed atmosphere of a Moravian field in summer with delicate lilting phrases, a particularly lovely example of Mahler's special brand of Viennese sentimentality that is implied in his direction, gemächlich, easily. The trio's first part closes in somewhat the same way as the first part of the scherzo section ended. Then the music stops. Silence prepares the way for a new lyrical theme of exquisite beauty, played by first violins and cellos over basically the same three-note pizzicato accompaniment that provided the rhythmic underpinning for the trio's first theme. This romantic melody, principally in D major, begins with an amorous rising chromatic phrase and contains two primary elements from the Lendler theme, the Blumina figure and a stepwise ascending scale. Notice how the tonality shifts to the minor for a moment and then immediately returns to the major, a device typical of Mahler, as if to reflect upon the beauty of the surroundings. The music becomes livelier on the Blumina figure in trumpets to which woodwinds respond with a fragment from the scherzo section. Another variation of the new theme is then played with tender sentiment by the cellos in their high register. brief development section begins here, combining the skipping dance rhythm of the scherzo's Lendler with string figuration variants and thematic fragments from the first trio theme. The trio closes with an expansion of the sequentially falling string figuration that ended the scherzo section. The return of the solo horn from the bridge passage to the trio is another marvelous touch. This time the horn plays the principal two-bar Lendler rhythm from the scherzo as a transition to its reprise, without changing tempo. As might be expected, the Lendler starts up again in full tilt on its thumping, knee-slapping rhythm. Mahler follows basically the same format as before in an abbreviated version without any repeats. Characteristically, he changes the orchestration somewhat, while retaining the principal thematic material essentially intact. The pace never slackens, so the music is not given a chance to catch its breath. The movement closes, as did the opening scherzo section, in a continuously accelerating tempo on the ascending eighth-note figure from the Lendler theme that gives way to a two-measure trill, with trumpets joining woodwinds instead of playing repeated staccato eighths as before. The trill is cut off abruptly by the same sharp, grace-noted stroke that ended the first scherzo section. As with the first movement, 
The second closes in joyful spirits with a youthful, energetic romp. Thank you.